What up? We are back again today in the studio. Today, uh, going to be a little bit different uh, as far as uh, what this podcast is going to entail. This is your host, Tyler. This is the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast presented by Woos Media. Uh, yeah, today, a little bit different, a uh, little bit different pace, a little bit different uh, stuff what we're going to be doing I am going to be out of town uh, this next probably about week and a half, I think. I don't think I get back to like the 15th, 16th of, of November. Uh, so that being said, I'm, I'm going on a vacation with my beautiful and awesome wife. Uh, so I will not where I'm going. I won't have, you know, cell signal and stuff like that. So uh, we will give you guys a breakdown of the games yesterday along with our predictions we're still going to predict we've got what we do here it's what we do we're still going to walk in uh and then probably when we come back we'll just do a one podcast and then once we get back off of that one we'll be able to start doing the two podcasts a week kind of tempo again but let us uh, jump into this because I do not want to dilly-dally any longer. Crazy, crazy weekend of Big Ten football action. Uh, started off with an absolute bang. Indiana <laughs> upsets Wisconsin, which uh, crazy to me. Crazy, crazy, crazy. Now, a lot of people out there are hating on Luke Fickle. Okay, And this is one of the things that I said. This is one of the few things that I said last episode that we are going to discuss on this episode, and then we're going to get to our predictions here uh, after we kind of bounce around here. In today's day and age, in the modern day of football, right? Modern, uh, modern college football, right? We have an obsession that so much, so many of the issues are caused by the coaches. I mean, it gets... Like I said, nearly obsessive, where it's like we're firing coaches so fast. There's so many things back and forth, yada, 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 right? And I want to argue that not every single time do we need to fire the coach. Now, you're going to say, well, Tyler, weren't you like really in favor of Sparty, you know, going against uh, Mel Tecker and haven't you been against you know, you were for the firing of Paul Chris last year well I never want to go out and say I want somebody fired it's not my place I don't think that's right to do okay I would hate it hate hate it if somebody was doing that with my job just sitting there in my office saying man Tyler you that that email was a little suspect or oh man Tyler that uh, you know you shouldn't have said that or you maybe could have responded Responded better. Like that would have sucked. That would suck. So I don't want to be like that. I don't want to go after people um, and and you know what they what they believe and and how they believe it as coaches. But so much of our uh, our society and in, in college football in particular is that we're so quick to fire coaches. I mean, two three years gone. Two three years gone. Two three years gone. And I understand the argument, right? Hey, you know what? We're going to give you, uh, we're going to give you three years. You have the transfer portal. It's never been bigger. Uh, you've never had more success out of there. Uh, we're going to give you basically three years. And then if you don't do it, you know what? Fooey on you. And, and maybe this isn't the best examples, um, that I could pull from, but these were the examples that my mind went to. Because so many people were going after Fickle. Uh, Fickle, a lot of people at the beginning of the year were going after Matt Rule. This is where I want to say as far as coaches go. 
if you know you have the guy, the right guy, we're talking the dude that is going to lead this team, that you can see it, you can get behind, and the players are behind. I'm sorry, I never felt like the players were behind Mel Tucker. I, I just didn't. And maybe that's my own naivete, right? Maybe I was that was the way I was reading it. Maybe I thought some of the things he did was a little cringy. I, I don't know. I, I honestly don't know what uh, it would, you know, what we did tail or whatnot. But I look at some of these examples, right? We're going to take Chris Creighton from Eastern Michigan. Staying still in the Midwest, right? Big Ten country. Chris Creighton started off two and ten, and one and eleven went seven and six in two thousand sixteen. Five and seven, seven and six, six and seven, two and four, seven and six goes to the best that Eastern Michigan last year at nine wins. He's been there ten years. Looks like he's going to probably get back to bowl game this year. We'll see how the how the chips fall where they may, right? But you look at somebody like that, given four or five years to succeed. Now succeeding, Eastern Michigan used to literally be an almost automatic win, one and eleven every year, two and ten every year. Now they're fighting for bowl games. You look at the Miami Ohio Red Hawks. Uh, Chuck Martin similarly starts off two and ten, three and nine, and then a few years dips a little bit. Well, I mean he gets a bowl game six and seven, five and seven. Then he goes six and eight, eight and six, two and one in twenty twenty, seven and six. Five and seven, or six and seven last year, and right now uh, he is on pace to go ten and two if he beats Akron, Buffalo, Ball State, which I think the the Red Hawks are more than capable of. We can go through multiple, multiple coaches and say we gave them a little bit of extra help. We believed in them just a little bit. Uh, we can look at not too far away Rice, uh, the Rice Owls, Mike Bloomgren, two and ten, three and nine, two and three, four and eight, five and eight. And this year, it looks like they're, they have quite a, a real good possibility to get back to a bowl game. They went last year to go back to a bowl game. First time back-to-back bowl game since 2012-2013. Uh, there's so many different cases. Now, I understand this is we're, – we're taking power um, – we're taking uh, – you know, non-power five teams. Well, let's look at Jed Fish at Arizona. This is his third or his fourth year, third or fourth year. Uh, oh, fourth year. One eleven, five and seven. Right now, the Wildcats have only lost three games and have Colorado, Utah, Arizona State all winnable, in my opinion. There is a potential that the Arizona Wildcats go nine and three. Prior, Kevin Sullivan, five and seven, four and eight, oh and five. You gotta understand that sometimes some programs take a little bit longer to get pointed in the right direction. Oregon State, Jonathan Smith, two and ten, five and seven, two and five. Oh wait, seven and six, ten and three. This year, smoking it at the top. In they're 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 ranked super high in the big t- uh, in the poll. I believe they were like fifteenth, sixteenth, something like that. That's what I'm talking about. If you give just a couple of years, just give them a couple, just give them a little bit of leeway. A lot of times it ends up working in your favor. So everybody that's like, well, Paul Chris, that Luke Fickle is a step down. We need to fire him and, and we need to look. No, you know what? How about we just let him cook? This is his first year. He coached one bowl game last year. Okay. Typically when programs are, are having a big turnaround, right? Just so, so you guys can understand and having been around a few programs, not, uh, you know, covered a few programs is that the, the administration knows prior to, uh, prior to firing the person, like, Hey, this, this guy ain't it. This, this, this isn't what we want, um, our program to represent and stuff. He is still out there recruiting. He's still the face of that, that school at that point in time. He's on the road. He's doing his thing. 
And so all those players that he recruited for the past few years are now in the program. He, what his recruits going forward are in the program. And so it's like when you come in and you establish a new defense, a new offense, new vernacular, new this, new that. Sorry to say it's going to take a little bit. And I hate to do this again. I know Ohio State fans might not like it. You look at Michigan, Harbaugh's first couple of years, great. 2017, 8-5, 2018-10-3, 9-4. Sky is falling. Jim Harbaugh can't do it. 12-2, 13-1, right? Last year, uh, yeah, they ended up losing to TCU in the Fiesta Bowl to no fault of their own, right? Uh, lost the year before to Georgia in the Orange Bowl. Again, it is what it is, but you're there. Give them a few years to turn this ship around. It's going to take some time at Wisconsin. No, I don't think Paul Chris is a a better coach than Luke Fickle. Luke Fickle is the guy for this job. I understand they lost to Indiana. If you remember correctly, last year, um, <laughs> Paul Chris had lost um, a couple of pretty ugly games too. Uh, and so, guess what? It is what it is. We're going to have to ride this one out, Wisconsin. Now, do they have three games that they are capable of winning? Absolutely. I think they can beat Northwestern. I think they can beat Nebraska. I think they can beat Minnesota. I think they're going to end up with, what, eight? We'll go eight and four. And they're going to be there. Uh, at the end, I thought they were going to be the ones. I thought this is the year they could make it to the Big Ten Championship. But they're not. It was an ugly game. I can't defend an ugly loss against Indiana. Besides, Indiana is absolutely playing for uh, Tom Allen's job, right? I mean, that this this was the game that they had to win. And they're going to have to continue to win if they want their head coach playing for a little bit more on the road they got the better of them so that was what i was thinking i think that can apply to matt rule in this situation a lot of people i think i can apply to brett bielema with what he's doing uh i think that could apply to a lot of different coaches a lot of newer coaches now if you can see right out of the gate like he ain't the guy then that's when you move on from them. But just giving them an arbitrary timeline of three or four years, and if there's no success, then that's just silly. Anyway, so those were my thoughts. Uh, also, I mean, similarly, these were my thoughts towards the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Uh, with their loss to Michigan State, I thought they should have been able to win that game. Uh, Ohio State beats Rutgers. Uh, Penn State beats Maryland. Illinois does beat Minnesota. Boy, did we call that one. Uh, Iowa plays a uh, <laughs> baseball game against Northwestern, basically 10-7. to uh, And then Michigan follows up and beats Purdue uh, at the late game. So a lot of predictability. Uh, did not see the Wisconsin game. I thought that Nebraska was going to end up winning against Michigan State. Uh, congratulations to Sparty for covering on that game, too. I mean, congratulations on that. Uh, other than that, we nailed it. We, we thought that Illinois was going to win. Taking a look at the standings right now, uh, Ohio State and Michigan, obviously 6-0. I think we kind of know, despite Michigan playing Penn State this week, I think Penn, or Michigan's going to roll in that game. Uh, and so we know it's going to be Ohio State or Michigan in the end there. Looking on the other side, Iowa has now pulled a full game ahead of Nebraska, Wisconsin, and Minnesota uh, going 4-2. Uh, call me cynical, but I would not be surprised if Iowa drops another game here and we're all sitting 4-3 this next week. That's just me. Don't, I mean... We'll see. We'll see. Uh, the Big Ten West is always a crazy craziness towards the end of the season with three games to go. So uh, right now, if it ended today, you know, I believe, well, I guess we have to have the game. But Ohio State or Michigan would be taking on Iowa. Uh, Iowa's offense just looks 
I mean, it looks like Iowa's offense. I would just want a little bit more scoring. I know they have a great defense, but just a little bit more scoring. Help me out a little bit. All right, so that has been the recap. Uh, let's jump into the predictions now of the upcoming week. Like I said, oh, I guess what we went um, four and three on the spread, five and two on the money line, or just outright picks. Uh, we're still ahead. We're still ahead of not only. Uh, our all-time, but also our 2023. We still have a winning record in all of our predictions. Uh, we've only missed 13 games, if you can believe it. Um, outright picks. So we're going to continue that hot start um, <laughs> or keep that hot start and keep it going uh, into this next week. Do I think there's going to be some upsets? Absolutely. Do, could I be wrong? Absolutely. But let's jump into it. So first game up, we've got Michigan taking on Penn State. Um, yes, it is uh, in Happy Valley. Uh, the, the opening line, uh, it's going to be hard for me to talk as far as betting and stuff like that because uh, the lines move so much. I think Michigan's going to handle, they're going to handle Penn State. I, if I had to guess, uh, the first half is going to be close. I think Penn State's going to go out. They know that they have to to show up just a little bit in order to get into the next best bowl. With losses to Ohio State and Michigan, they they've got to do something. They're going to be like, well, we're you know ten and two. Give us something good. Uh, potentially a Rose Bowl bid, I guess. Technically, um, if they right didn't isn't that how it worked last year when they played Utah uh, with Ohio State and Michigan going on. We'll see as the rankings where the rankings put them after a little bit of a mix-up in the top 10 this last weekend. Uh, really, I, I think Michigan, uh, it stays close through two and a half quarters. I think Michigan's quality outpaces Penn State. Uh, I think it's going to be 31-21 uh, Michigan. Now, there's a lot of controversy, obviously, surrounding the University of Michigan right now. We're not going to get into that, sign stealing and stuff like that, but they look like they're not slowing down for, for anybody. And I think that Michigan has looked, they've looked the best. Them and Ohio State have looked the best. It's unfortunate that they're always in the same conference, obviously. Um, I like it, but uh, they've looked the best. I, I feel like Georgia has stumbled. I feel like Michigan and Ohio State are, are clearly 1A, 1B. In this entire country, Texas has stumbled. Oklahoma has stumbled. Alabama has stumbled. No, these two are the best teams. And I want to continue to stand by that. So 31-21, I think uh, Michigan takes care of it on the road. Uh, then the the week after, oh shoot, who do they have? I just had it written down here. They take on Maryland, followed by Ohio State. So this is the three weeks that Michigan, we're really going to find out a lot about Michigan. I think Michigan just has too many playmakers on offense, and their defense is just too stout uh, to lose any games I, uh, up until the Ohio State game. I think we're going to have an undefeated the game again. Moving on, we've got Illinois taking on Indiana. Now, if you remember last year, Illinois and Indiana, Indiana was kind of the bugaboo that was in the Illinois fighting Illini uh, sides there. Uh, they they beat, uh, Illinois beat Wyoming last year, lost. Indiana on basically a last second drive uh, to end up winning the game and uh, then you know Illinois goes on beats you know goes on a nice little run here uh, and they I mean they had a chance to go to the Big Ten title game I'm not saying that but that Indiana game was the thorn in Illinois side I think that they uh they rebound here. I think that they get revenge on last season. Again, right now you're looking at Illinois. Uh, they're sitting at four and five. Uh, Indiana's sitting at three and six. Illinois, again, as I've say, stated before, this is this would be their first back-to-back -back, uh, bowl game since the 2010 and 2011 years, seasons, whatever. 
this team wants it. I, I, I could see it yesterday against Minnesota. They might have figured it out over the bye week. It actually could even stem back to uh, the 14th when they beat Maryland. Uh, that Nebraska game was just ugly. I think they got right there. They've made some changes. Do I think that this team is going to go and light up the world on fire? Absolutely not. But I think they're capable of beating Indiana, and I think they do. I think it's going to be close. I, I wouldn't. I, I don't think it's going to be uh, too big of a barn burner of a game. But I want to go 27-24 in favor of Illinois. Uh, you know, eating the dub there. And uh, moving to 5-5. Five and five. And they're going to either have to be Iowa or Northwestern or both to get into a bowl game. Uh, but they've really dug themselves quite the hole here. Uh, Indiana, I, I, again, they played well the last few weeks. Uh, I'm not I'm not going to discredit what they've been able to do. Uh, I really think they're playing for their coaches, uh, their coach's job right now. And they got to three wins. And I think that's phenomenal. Do I think they could they could be Illinois, Michigan State and Purdue? Absolutely. Those are winnable games. I just don't think that this is the team to do it. We'll see what happens. But I want to go 27, 24, Illinois. And the next game up after that is Maryland and Nebraska, two teams that desperately need a win now. Uh, Nebraska losing kind of a, a stinker of a game, a bad game against Sparty, just where they didn't feel like they were in tune. It, it didn't look like the last couple of games, and maybe that's just more of a, uh, a indication that Northwestern and Purdue are not as quite as good as Sparty or that side of the conference isn't just quite as good as the other side of the conference. Uh, Maryland needs a desperate, desperate win. They start out 5-0. and They've dropped four straight with a bye week in between them. Uh, they've got to get a win. And I think that they're going to come out. I think they're going to play super hard uh, in order to get this win. Now, it does scare me that they're going on the road to Lincoln. However, I think that this... Uh, this week is the week that they're going to have to do it. Uh, can they beat Rutgers? Of course. Uh, are they going to beat Michigan? Absolutely not. But after losing to not only Northwestern but to Penn State and in the way they lost to Penn State, it's been ugly for the Terrapins. Uh, I think they're going to win. I think they're going to beat Nebraska. I would imagine it being fairly close. Uh, I'm going to go 21-17 to 17 in favor of Maryland. But uh, I really think that... Uh, that if they don't win this here, it's going to be total desperation time uh, the last couple games of the season. Nebraska's feeling good. Nebraska right now, they're five wins. They have, what, four losses. Uh, they've got to win one game. And yes, this is the, I think this is the ultimate last game that they can win. Uh, I don't think they'll beat Wisconsin on the road. I don't think they'll beat Iowa. So they're going to be absolutely fighting tooth and nail this game. I just think that that uh, Maryland has a little bit more quality, uh, and so I want to go with them. All right, next game up, we've got Purdue taking on Minnesota. Uh, Purdue uh, coach complaining, oh my goodness, I'm worried about my player safety because they're stealing my signs. If you're really, if that's uh, what it's been, if that's what the college football's been reduced to, that's just it's ridiculous. This, this is just silliness. Uh, we'll be commenting on that a little bit later, but it's just funny that it's like, yeah, because I Michigan's worried about Purdue, but neither here nor there. Don't break the rules. I agree. I agree. I agree. But um, I just thought it was kind of funny that they, that they that every coach is coming out, uh, especially just uh, Coach uh, Walters with the last little bit. But Minnesota taking on Purdue. Uh, Purdue just since the Illinois game. 
just haven't impressed. Uh, again, four straight losses with a bye week sandwich between the two losses. They just have not looked uh, like they did at the beginning of the year. Obviously, uh, teams are going to get more film. You know, my, the book might be out on them. Kind of those kind of things. Uh, Minnesota is playing for a bowl game here. This is because uh, I don't think they're going to be Ohio State. I find it very hard for them to beat Wisconsin. Is it possible? Absolutely. They could be Wisconsin. But I see those as two losses. At least that's what they did at the beginning of the year, right? We'll see what happens once we get a little bit closer. But this could be the, the last time that, that Minnesota has a chance to win, uh, to go at least six and six. Uh, so they're going to, they're going to be playing again, a little bit desperation, uh, a little bit more focus trying to get to that, that dub. Um, I think they win. I think Minnesota beats Purdue. I think it's going to be a little bit more of a beat down than what we, what we have seen. Uh, I think it's be 24 14, uh, in favor of Minnesota. And I, I think they take care of business. They get to those, that six, that magic six win mark. I think they lose to Ohio State, and then we'll see what happens uh, that last week of the season. Because if if Iowa drops a game, which I think that they could, uh, then it's like, well, could Minnesota sneak into the Big Ten title game? Hard to say, but we will be here covering that. Next game up, we've got Iowa taking on Rutgers. I really, really, really want to take Rutgers here. I really do, just because this Iowa team, it's just, I mean. They, they've had one game where they've scored over, what, 26 points? It was 41 against Western Michigan. The last three games, 15, 10, and 10. Uh, just not fun to watch. It's hard. And I love, I love good, gritty football, but I like good, gritty football that are like moving. I mean, it's just punt after punt after punt. Uh, they're taking on Rutgers. Rutgers played well against Ohio State. I don't know if that was because they come off of a bye week. Uh, they have a little bit more, um, more tricks and stuff up their sleeve. Iowa's the better team, make no mistake. But if we're sitting here, you know, in in a week from Wednesday or Thursday, and um, Rutgers has beaten them, I'm not going to be surprised. Do I think that this is going to be a good game? I think it's going to be a lot of what we see in Iowa. I want to go 13 to seven in favor of the Hawkeyes, and uh, I think they beat Rutgers, but not by much. Um, I think Iowa keeps rolling. But like I said, I wouldn't be surprised if they drop one or two games in the next little bit just because I just I mean, Illinois has the the explosiveness. It's if they can put it together. Nebraska could be fighting for a bowl game. Rutgers has been kind of sneaky this year. So uh they could they could potentially drop a game here. I don't think they're gonna do it to Rutgers. But if there would be out of those three, I think Rutgers would be probably the second team that I would bet on. But I wouldn't be surprised. Wouldn't be surprised here. Next game up, we've got Wisconsin taking on Northwestern. Again, uh, pump the brakes. It's okay. Sky isn't falling. Luke Fickle's going to do his thing. Just, just trust here. Trust. That's all, that's all I'm asking for. People, don't worry. He's he. It is possible. You guys want to know something? He has been to the uh, college football playoff before. Yes, he lost, but he's done it. He's been there. Uh, his first year at Cincinnati, they went four and eight. They're already better than that. They've already got more wins than that. They're at five. So give him some time. Let him cook. Let's not, let's not freak out too much. Uh, but Northwestern taking on, uh, Wisconsin. I think they take care of it. Uh, I, I really do. Uh, home team is five and one straight up, uh, in, in this series. I think they're going to, 
be more than capable of of showing off what they're able, what they're capable of. I, I think it's going to be a little bit higher scoring than what we saw last week uh, against Indiana. I think it's going to be twenty eight to seventeen in favor of Wisconsin. Uh, I think they they they're going to get right. I think uh, this last week they they can't just uh, sleepwalk through uh, the Big Ten every single week, even the weeks that are. You think you're going to win against Indiana? You've got to come out. You've got to show up. I think that's that's kind of what happened. And but like I said, uh, I think Wisconsin's going to take care of it. Uh, Northwestern absolutely fighting for a a spot in a bowl game, which would be incredibly impressive considering everything they went through this off season. Uh, they are at what is it? Four wins. One, two, three, four. Yep, four wins. So they've got to win two of the next three in order to get in. Uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. I just don't think it's going to be against Wisconsin. Finally, last game up, we've got Ohio State taking on Michigan State. Michigan State had their Super Bowl this last weekend when they were able to beat Nebraska. This is, again, do not kid yourself. This is not a good football team. I think Ohio State routes them, as always. I, I, I just do. I think Ohio State, in the end, is going to figure it out. I think it's be 42 to 14 in favor of Ohio State. Uh, Ohio State has, has started slow, um, really last three games, and they always figure out how to, in the end, just put it away. Uh, Penn State, a little bit slower. Uh, Wisconsin, they kind of, it felt like they were kind of playing with their food against Wisconsin. Rutgers, yeah, they had a couple of tricks up their sleeve. They end up pulling away in the end. I think it's going to be more of the same. And I think Ohio State's going to beat Michigan State. I think they're going to beat Minnesota again. I think them and, and uh, Michigan are going to be undefeated at the end of the season, looking at each other uh, at the game. Uh, and it's going to be in Ann Arbor. It's going to be awesome, crazy atmosphere. Uh, I'll be excited for that game. But we'll see what happens uh, going forward. But uh, I think Ohio State takes care. I mean, there's not much analysis here. Michigan State did something that I didn't think they were they were capable of doing, and that was, that is actually getting a win um, against a power fight of opponent. Uh, they were the them and Vanderbilt, I think, were the last two uh, in order to get a win against a power five opponent. They finally did against Nebraska. Congratulations, Sparty. Uh, but I don't think they, they beat uh, Ohio State. I don't think they beat Penn State. I do think they beat Indiana. And I think they end up going 4-8, and eight, which we predicted at the beginning of the year. Uh, so We'll see. We'll see what happens. Kind of crazy, though. All right. This has been another edition of the Big Ten Football Focus Podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, I'm really going to enjoy my vacation, but that does not mean that I'm not going to be watching Big Ten Football. Believe me, we will be streaming it wherever we are at in this great, beautiful world of ours. Uh, But again, thank you so much. Tell your family, tell your friends about this podcast. Uh, I know that we had to kind of make this a little bit bigger. I like recap shows to be a little bit smaller, but uh, we had a recap and a preview of this week this upcoming week thank you guys so much for listening be sure to tune in once when we get back if you hit that little subscribe button it will notify you uh when we release a new podcast when we're back in the office back here in the beautiful state states and uh thank you guys so much for listening we'll catch you guys after the break <laughs>